Hello everyone, this is Kevin from the Scene Tape Podcast, and the song that you're listening to is D-Rezzed from Daft Punk. This song was featured in the film Tron Legacy, and on this week's episode, we reviewed The Night Of, HBO limited series. Our throwback flicks of the week were Unbreakable, Concussion, and It Follows, and we went over our best movies of summer 2016 and our worst movies of 2016 we hope you enjoy and stay tuned And hello, everybody. Everybody, hello. Welcome to We Synced It. I Synced It. Yes, it is a weekly podcast that focuses in on TV and movies and all entertainment in between. I am one of your hosts, Pat. And this is Kev. And this is Anthony. Yes. And how is everybody doing today? Good, man. Yeah, on this... uh It's Friday. Friday. (laughs) But this will be coming out on Thursday that you guys are hearing us. And... uh, it's a hot, muggy day today, <laughs> I have to say. Shocking. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, we've got um, we got a lot of stuff to cover. Um, and I, I believe it's a week or a week and a half from today. It's going to be the official commencement of fall. Yes. Yes. Which is my favorite season of mm-hmm. the year. Not too cold. Yeah. Not too hot. And, and then you got all the scary movies coming out. Yes. And it's uh, Oscar season, too. And it's Oscar season. All the better movies are coming out during the fall, hopefully. <laughs> the good the good food, the good eating movies. Because everybody knows that some movies are just uh, junk food. And you got one of the best holidays, Thanksgiving, happen, yeah. taking place during yeah. the fall. You know what? I think over the years, people have like been shunning Thanksgiving. They haven't been giving it a lot of props in like, movies and commercials and all that other stuff. Christmas is like, or the holiday, you know, like Hanukkah or whatever, has been getting more celebration than thanksgiving because thanksgiving to me has always been my like my favorite holiday yeah you get i mean it's food (laughs) it's food and what better what better way to spend time with family and friends within just food being around you because you know nobody's gonna get hangry or anything like that people are hungry you're watching movies probably playing a like a board game or something it's an awesome time thanksgiving should get more love and then What's better than Thanksgiving dinner? The leftovers. Oh, yes. Hell yeah. <laughs> they need to be more Thanksgiving movies. That's what we need. We need more Thanksgiving movies. Fuck Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, since um, the official commencement of fall is right around the corner, um, this, I guess, basically concludes the end of the summer session of films. Yep. Which, I guess, to sum up really quick... I think it was kind of disappointing. It was a little bit of a letdown. A couple good movies here and there, but I don't know why. Maybe it's because we're getting older. Yeah, and I was just about to our, say that. We keep setting the standard higher and higher the older we get. But I yeah. remember when I was a kid, like getting so excited for like summer movies. But now it's like. I think what it <sighs> is is just that um, 
it's uh, it's not a lot of uh, well we got ready for the summer because when we were little kids we got out of school that made us happy these movies were coming out action movies were coming out and we had more free time to actually go watch these movies we can actually watch these movies on weekday I mean the I think my first uh, summer movie that I realized that I'm having a good time was Mortal Kombat <laughs> I mean when I went to the movie theaters to go watch that movie and it was in uh, it was in the afternoon time and I was still able to walk out after I finished watching that that excellent movie that I thought was excellent at the time. And I was like, yo, the sun is still out. I can still go ahead and do whatever I want. It's lit. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, now nowadays it's like maybe because we're just so jaded with uh, we know what we know how far movies can go. We know how happy we can actually get. And, you know. I think it's the whole, uh, what's that saying? What's that word I'm looking for? It's the whole, uh, just the anticipation and the whole buildup that you have in your mind of what the potential of a movie, of a summer movie like uh, Independence Day. I really thought Independence Day 2 was going to be um, a good movie when they, when, they, when, they were telling, when they were saying that they were going to come out with Independence Day 2. I'm like, oh, okay, I can see what's going to happen. The alien's going to come back. And next thing you know, you find out that a Will Smith backed out of it. So I'm like, all right. Um, okay. I see what happened. Then I find out that they rushed through the script. I'm like, oh, shit. This thing is just crumbling in front of my eyes. They should have just bailed on it, to be honest with you. As soon as your lead character from part one doesn't uh, says that he's not going to show up, that's already like, all right. Well, we might- like you got you to gotta think of someone who can match. Yeah. Because if you think about it, the real star of Independence Day was Will, Will Smith. Smith yeah. Like he made that movie successful. Yeah, he yeah he he did that. He he made that movie successful, and he backed out of it. I think everybody in there should have just been like, nah, we can't do it. Even though I already know that everybody else signed up, who who was still alive in the last one, everybody signed up. Say yeah, we're willing to do this next one. If your star character says that he's not doing it, yo, uh, I'm sorry, we can't we can't go on with this. And you're gonna kill him off in like a pro a promotional video that you, that people can only watch on the internet. Give me a fucking break. Give me a break. It's kind of like uh, with Speed. Even though Speed Two was horrible because of the fact that it took place on a boat. Yeah. You can't really call that movie Speed. Yeah. But I think it was also a disappointing was that Keanu faster. Reeves wasn't in it. Yeah. Was not in it. That was another disappointing because who cares about this Jason Patrick guy? Like yeah. I didn't care. I didn't even know who he was when I saw the movie. I was like, that's not Keanu Reeves. Because, I miss Keanu uh, Reeves. Her name? I Sandra her. Bullock. Sandra Bullock was in the second one, and apparently she broke up with the guy because he was just too, he was too uh, hopped up on. Well, I think they wrote stuff. that. They wrote that story because Keanu Reeves agreed not to be. Yeah, in the and movie. I was, I was, I was not a fan of that whole <laughs> thing. Like, you're just gonna write him off. You're gonna write off a, an excellent character. <laughs> Keanu he saved Reeves. all those people, all on, those people on that bus. Yeah, whatever. It should be called Even Faster. That's the name of it. <laughs> Speed 2 should just be called Even Faster. That's all. But um, All right, so we're going to get into The Night Of, yes. which is a limited series you guys can check out on HBO. Um, the whole entire season is now available on demand. Yeah. This is, I think, has been one of the most talked about um, shows this summer other than stranger things this is one of the best shows i think we've seen other than stranger things this summer um 
Yeah, it's available on HBO. Um, this was created by Richard Price and Stephen uh, Zalian. Um, it's based on the story Criminal Justice by Peter Moffat. Um, directed by the same guy, Stephen and James. Mm-hmm. And uh, stars John Totoro, Riz Ahmed, who is becoming... I think he's he's rising through the ranks. Like This guy's going to really? be like the neck. Yeah, man. I mean, this guy was on Nightcrawler and he was awesome. He's gonna be in the next row. He's gonna be in Rogue One. Um, okay. All right. He was on this show, which was hugely successful. I know it's gonna be nominated for a couple of Emmys. Um, one interesting thing that I read about it is uh, John Totoro's character. He plays an attorney who's defending Riz. Actually, let's let's give a quick synopsis for our viewers without spoiling anything. Right. Uh, basically, the night of stars Riz Ahmed. Um, he plays a Pakistani kid um, who is living in New York. He wants to go out one night uh, to a friend's party. He doesn't have a ride. His dad happens to be a cab driver, so he um, takes his uh, dad's cab. He goes out, and a lot of people start confusing. the When they see the cab, they think that he's on duty because the light on duty is still on. Yeah. And he doesn't know how to switch it off. So people start jumping into the cab thinking he's a real cab driver. And he's, like, kicking them out until this one attractive girl gets in. And he decides, actually, let me give her a ride. Because, you know, she's really attractive. And she starts flirting with him and tells him, like, let's just drive around. Let's go to the, let's go hang out to the, at the beach. So they go. They start flirting. They start making out. They go back to her place. They take some drugs. Um, they start getting into, like, some weird shit. Because apparently she's, like, some crazy, like, masochist. Yeah. And then... They have sex, and because they're really high on the drugs and they've been drinking a lot, they both kind of pass out. When, um, when Riz's character wakes wakes up, she's dead on the floor, covered in blood. She's been stabbed numerous times in the back. He doesn't remember anything, so he freaks out and leaves. But um, he knows that his fingerprints are on everything, so he's gonna probably be like top suspect. So I think he did pretty much what any of us would do he just like freaked out wasn't really thinking clear on what to do so he does basically opposite of what you should do he doesn't call the cops he grabs the knife that is covered in blood um that is on that is like discovered in the scene and he takes off on like the cab apparently someone watched him do all of that from like across the street the police pick him up he gets into trouble and then all of a sudden there's like all these connections with him and the dead body so they arrest him and then you have John Turturro coming in who was excellent in the series as the lawyer he comes in and decides to defend uh, Riz's um, character and then Riz gets arrested he goes into jail He, he has to stay in jail until his court date and what's really interesting in the show is that and my wife actually brought this up is that you never get to see, like, whenever you hear a story about someone who might or might not be guilty of a murder, you just see them in their appearance in court. You never really get to see their experience of them going to, to jail uh-huh. and going through all of that. Like, this was our I, my first time uh, for me seeing that, is seeing that perspective of someone innocent going to jail. And while he's in jail... He meets um, a character who, you know, says that he's going to help him out. But you see the transformation of Riz. Like, 
he goes from like this innocent wet behind the ears kid to being like a thug in jail with like tattoos uh he witnesses like so so many deaths and stuff and you see this transformation like he starts becoming like the typical stereotype person who was you know might or might not be guilty of this murder he claims he doesn't remember anything and then you see this like transformation it kind of reminded me of uh the documentary that i talked about a couple episodes ago making a murderer um because you feel like maybe the maybe his time in jail is turning him into a bad guy mm. you know you see this like transformation in him um and you see like he starts to get tough and everything but then he goes into court and then it becomes like a courtroom drama but overall all the performances were great um i found out just by reading um, doing some research about the series that John Totoro's character was actually supposed to be played um, by James Gandolfini from The Sopranos. James Gandolfini was yeah. one of the executive producers and he was going to play that character. Yeah. He passed away, so they had to reshoot yeah. all the scenes that they left off. That. Yeah. They had to reshoot all those scenes again that James Gandolfini did. Then they had to continue the rest of the series with John Turturro. I would have loved to see James Gandolfini play that lawyer, but I still think John Turturro did a great job, though. He did, but you know what? I mean, when it come out on DVD, they have to show me those, uh, those, those scenes. scenes. I would really like, unedited, I would just like to just see it. Just want to see what he did. How'd he pull it off? Because I think, because <laughs> if you look at John Turturro's character, he is like that typical New Yorker. Mm-hmm. He's broke, but... You know, he's, like, really street smart. He's got... You could tell that he's also book smart, too. But he's more street smart. He's witty. He has, like, those quick whips. Like, mm-hmm. those quick, you know, uh, like, follow-up lines um, in the show. And I think James Gandolfini probably had that, too. Because James Gandolfini seems like that type of guy. Yeah, I just really wanted to see the James... Uh, I want to see his uh, his take on... Uh, remember when he went to the, to the gym mm. and the dude... Put the weights on his uh, on his chest. Yeah, and they was threatening him. I would really like to see how James Gandolfini would have handled that. That's like, uh, like how would he would have act that out? Because yeah. I don't know. I've never seen him in his uh, act like he's weak in any right, movie. Right, right. He's never a pretty strong him. character. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. And that scene right there, I've I would really like to see. Oh, you know, he's weak. He's not a, a, a I'll beat you up kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but. Definitely recommend it. Um, cinematography on this show was definitely on point. Yeah. Um, all the acting performances were great, though. I think the only performance I did not like, but I'm still kind of torn in between, is um, the performance of not his lawyer, Don yeah, Totoro. Yeah, I know no, you're no, about Not the young girl, though. No, no. The older lady. The older lady? I think who it was, was her voice. Who was the, um, not the prosecutor. defense, the prosecutor. Yeah, man. Her performance bugged me. Every time she was on, on camera, I was like, I think how is she winning this? I think it was because if she was in, a, let's say, like an, an average TV show mm-hmm. or something, she would have been she would have been a standout. But her voice and her acting in this one, compared to everybody else's, when they were putting out like star shit, it just, uh, it just dwarfed what she was putting out. And I just, you know, because usually I could focus in on something that people, somebody's doing, and I'm like, man, I'm really liking the way they're uh, delivering these, uh, 
the the lines mm-hmm. or the way that they have this little uh, micro uh, uh, aggressions when they're saying something, but her voice was just so I don't know. It just seemed scratchy. I guess that's what it was. Yeah. And her delivery of the lines was just so terrible. Even though she got some great legs, saw those legs <laughs> when she was walking away. But uh, it was just like. <laughs> Yo, I try to look at the. I try to find a good quality in the person. If I'm like, yeah, I do not like what she's doing, or I do not like what he's doing. I try to find a good quality. And her legs, when she walked away at the end, when she says, uh, uh, "What does she do?" This was in the last, the last episode. She walks away from the podium and she's walking outside uh, of the courtroom. And I was like, "Oh, she's got some nice legs for a lady her age." And that's what I found. I'm like, eh, she's alright. <laughs> but I mean. Her delivery of uh, those lines, it was just so dead. And maybe that's what they wanted to do. They wanted to show how um, how the court system is just so dead because they were basically trying to put away an innocent man. Mm-hmm. There was, uh, I'm going to give you a little spoiler, just a little bit, just a little tiny dab. But there was a little, there was a point that uh, when the, when, uh, when the what, when he, when he was in jail, the guy, when he was in jail, that you see her, she was talking to... The guy, uh, another person, the doctor who's performing the autopsy. And she basically was trying to feed this guy lines to say. And he said it so he can basically incriminate the, the, main, character. the main character. And me, I was like, this is some bullshit. <laughs> like, she basically fed him the lines. And he was like, do you want me to say no, 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 And she said, yes. Could you say it just like that? Okay, I'll say it like that. Even though... Before that scene, he told her that, oh, yeah, I mean, the, 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 the wound that she has on her hand seemed like it didn't come from that knife. It came from another knife. She was like, well, will anybody else know? And I'm like, oh, man, look at this. Basically, you're fucking lying over here. And but I'm, I'm kind of glad they did show that, though, because that just shows how fucked up yeah. these trial cases are, man. It's, they just, they just see it. It's just another body. Yeah. They're just saying that they got a victory. Um, her name is actually her. The name of the actress is uh, Jeannie Berlin. Mm. Her character's name is he- uh, Helen Weiss. Mm-hmm. She's the DA who's working against uh, the main character. I think it was the fact that she was talking through the side of her mouth majority of the time that bugged me. She had. A, she just seemed she really had bland. Like that. Yeah, like it was like she like just forcing forcing words out of her goddamn throat. <laughs> it was terrible. Like it's funny that. She's supposed to be the attorney that they're supposed to be intimidated by, but I did not see anything intimidating about her at all. No, I saw when when she did she that thing with down. the doctor, that that intimidated me because I was like, "Yo, she just she just sees another body." And then when the guy who actually did the arrest, mm-hmm. when he told her that when he had another lead of who it might who really might have been the killer, he went to her. And her answer was, we already got this guy. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. She's cold as fuck. <laughs> She's cold, man. And that's when I was like, okay. Yeah, she she is a villain. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, so uh, performances, that was probably the only performance that I didn't like. But everything else was great. Um, the detective, Detective Box... I thought he was oh yeah amazing like talk about someone who I mean he really did play his character well he portrayed him well it was a guy who you know follows the system doesn't deviate 
unless he he feels like there's something wrong, which you know exactly what his character does. Um, he constantly has a poker face. You can never read what his character is thinking just by looking at his face. He yeah. hides it so well. Um, but yeah, overall, great series. Um, I think this is going to be one of those uh, HBO classics. I think it's going to yeah. become well, an I mean, HBO they classic. They said they're going to make another season. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be based on this guy. I think it's going to. I think it's going to be just like. Um, well, it's just going to be another series. Just uh, oh, it's like an anthology. So yeah, it's going to name be... of that uh, that other show that everybody came up watching that I haven't watched. That had Matthew McConaughey in it. Oh, True Detective. Yeah, like another season. Oh, okay, but it's about set. Yeah. like it's different characters yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Um, all right, so that's pretty much our review. Of the night of, definitely check it out. Let us know what you think. Um, I think this will stand the test of time as like one of HBO's better shows. Um, now let's get into our throwback. Flicks of the week. What was that? I have no idea. <laughs> um, who wants to go first? I guess first? yeah, I'll go first. My uh, throwback was It Follows, which really isn't that much of an old film. It came out in March of 2015. Uh, it's psychological horror film. Um. Basically, the premise is um, this girl ends up sleeping. She ends up having a one-night stand with a guy. And everything just ends up weird for her. She keeps, wherever, regardless of where she's at, she always sees somebody following her. She doesn't know what exactly is going on. So then she uh, gets in contact with the guy that she had a one-night stand with. And he tells her that it's some weird... Pheno- I don't know, like a phenomenon going on where the only way you can get rid of it uh-huh. and pass it on is if you k- sleep with someone else. So it's you're, it's kind of they're bending the horror rules and on the rule that if you sleep. Wait a minute. So it's supposed to be it's like you pass it on just like uh, what's the name? The ring kind of thing. Yes, and the so point- it's like a, that the the monster or whatever. Is basically an STD then? Yeah, it's that. That's what a lot of people got from. Uh, re- a lot of reviewers try to say that it was like an STD, mm. and you like the the more p- you uh, people would sleep with each other, the farther you would get, get away from it. But if whatever was following them killed that person, it would go back to the previous person. So you would kind of want to for them to sleep as many with as many people as as they can. How many days do you have until this thing actually tries to? No, it's it's until you sleep with the next person. So it like you're constantly on the run the whole time. Holy, <laughs> right. shit. yeah, and you. Why can... have I not heard about this movie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's a it's weird because it's one of those films that, I, like a lot of people liked a lot of people. It has like a ninety four percent on Rotten Tomatoes, but then some people were critical of it. Um, it it's not really a jump scare movie, even though there's a few scenes that kind of do scare you. But it definitely has that old school like uh, like '80s. Um, I want to like you the fir- the first film that a lot of people said it was similar to was Halloween, and the f- mm. and how the music goes perfectly with the film. 
And uh, there's actually a really cool scene. Uh, the guy that that made the music, is, his name is Disasterpiece. What he actually did was, in this scene, uh, a car peels off and takes off. He got the sound of the of the the tires screeching off and went straight into a song with that, which was really cool. If you oh, watch that, that scene, dope. I like when people do that shit. <laughs> uh, it's yeah, it's definitely. Uh, I'll put it to you like this: I saw this film towards the end of its theatrical release, and there was a there was a few older adults that went in there and halfway through the film all of them left i was I, me and the person i went with were the only ones in the theater so it's it, it depends on what kind of if you're into horror films it, it depends on what kind you're into but i definitely recommend it and that's yeah. mine all right hey you want to go next yeah um my movie my throwback film is a uh, concussion it was a movie that came out, I believe, earlier this year, right? I think so. Yeah. Um, it stars um, Will Smith. <laughs> Alec Baldwin was also in it. And uh, who else? Albert Brooks. It's about uh, concussions that you receive in uh, playing football. And there's this, uh, what's this guy? is? He's a pathologist. He, Will Smith plays a pathologist who comes from Africa. Uh, his accent, people say that it was kind of bad, but when I watched the movie, um, I really didn't think it was that bad. I'm like, well, that's because for the most part, the only accents that I that I hear is you either uh, either Haitian or you're uh, what Dominican, Cuban, from South America, Mexican. Those are the only accents that I really hear. Oh, and on top of that, you got the country accent or the up north. Boston, New York. I don't hear anything re- uh, really from uh, the East Hemisphere, the Eastern Hemisphere, from like Africa or Ghana or any of that that other thing. So I thought his accent was uh, pretty decent. Um, the movie was uh, it was a touching film. Uh, it was kind of it's supposed to be based on reality, based on an actual doctor who uh, who um, who actually saw that uh, concussions can actually cause some type of brain damage to athletes in the future the movie itself was pretty good but the only thing is that um i saw that i took the movie for what it was that it was something real and i don't think that it's supposed to get that kind of praise that it that received like oh he's gonna get an oscar or anything like that i just thought it was just supposed to be really informative like, this is a movie that if I was a high school coach or something, I would basically show my my players. I'm like, yo, this is what concussions can do to you, and you guys got to be careful out there kind of thing. I'm, I think what everybody who, when they made this movie, they were just basically focusing on money and trying to get that Oscar nod. They were really not trying to focus in on trying to get the information out there kind of thing because... The information that was uh, that was shown in the movie wasn't. It was dramatic, but they. I just needed. I needed more, and I know probably it was like, well, you can actually get more if you just look up on online and stuff. I'm like, all right, I take that. But sometimes in certain movies, that just it's. I just wanted to be more informative, and that movie wasn't. Mm. It would just seem like they're just trying to pull you into this drama 
of his life and stuff like that, and I get that. And maybe my problem is that I just wanted more from this movie, and it didn't deliver. But I watched it, and uh, I mean, it's Will Smith, man. It's a Will Smith movie. The only movie that I did I disliked from Will Smith was Wild Wild West, and I think everybody <laughs> agrees with me about that. And Alec Baldwin, I mean, Suicide Squad, too, right? No, I enjoyed Suicide Squad. It was a cool movie. Suicide Squad, I got exactly what I wanted. I didn't expect much, but I expected something. And they gave me something. You know what I mean? It's like... That has to be the most honest review no, for that movie. No, Suicide Squad is like... It should, it, you're, you're, what, that should be quoted. When the movie comes out on, on DVD, it should have that quote on the commercial. Like, it gave me something. It gave me like, something. It, it yeah. is what it is. Yo, yo, the movie is... Suicide, okay, getting off of the question, I'm going on Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad is this. You you know what? You know that uh, that restaurant, that fast food restaurant. Oh, that Jesus. Uh, you know you know, you know that fast food restaurant <laughs> that, that's comparing in your it to fast food. No, you know that fast food restaurant that's in your your neighborhood, or that restaurant that's in your neighborhood that's like, it's like, damn, they always give me like shitty service, or it's like, the food there is never right. They never get my menu right. Like I ask for a large, they give me a medium, or I ask for this and they give me that. It's terrible. But it's late at night. You're close to getting home. There's nothing to eat in the fridge or anything. So you're like, you know what? Let me just go over there. You order your food. You get your food. They give you... They didn't give you your order just right. You ask for uh, a Whopper. You ask for fries. And you, you ask for a large drink. The drink is salsa water. Because they didn't, uh, they didn't change the whole fucking filter shit. The fries are onion rings. <laughs> the burger, uh, the burger. You ask for no tomatoes, they give you goddamn tomatoes. But, but <laughs> they threw in Whopper Junior in there because they didn't know because they gave you the uh, another person's so, order. So you're like, oh shit! I'm like, you know what? I'm not going back. Because I got an extra Whopper Jr. Fuck it, I'm leaving. I'm going home. I got an extra meal. I got an extra sandwich. I got an extra burger. So you're happy, but you're, you're happy, but you're kind of upset. So you're you're content with what you got. Oh, my God. You're content with what you got. That's and I was content. I was content with Suicide Squad. Would I watch it again in movie theaters? No. But would I watch it at home? Yes. I would watch it at home. And I know for a fact when I watch it again, I'm going to be... I'm, I'm, it's like it's gonna be gradual. Like I'm gonna be really disappointed every time I watch it. <laughs> so I'm gonna savor it. I'm gonna savor what I like that I like the movie now. I know when I watch it again, I'm like, eh, it's all right. When I watch it again after that, I'm like, eh. <laughs> they want to watch it again, because I'm like, by that time the, the Avengers movie. Uh, yeah. movie is gonna be. I'm gonna be like, it's the worst fucking movie ever. <laughs> no, but you, you like going back to uh, Will Smith. How did you feel? Because you're saying the worst film that he had done was Wild Wild West. Uh-huh. How'd you feel as him as Deadshot? Okay. <laughs> about him about Deadshot. Okay, check this. Dig this about... Because I, I really thought about this. Him playing Deadshot, I think he was too big of a name to play Deadshot. The fact that he wasn't wearing his hel- he wasn't wearing a mask. I, I say that to a lot of people. I'm like, yeah, I don't like the fact that he only wore his mask for that one moment. And that's when he was in the... In the what you call it, he was in the the fucking uh, in the building, and he was wearing a mask. Which uh, I find out that was the original that was the original scene 
the scene when they were outside and he was shooting on top of the car, that was in the add-on. They added that scene. That was added for, um, was it? It was either, either or. One of those fucking scenes were added because they were like, oh, man, the trailers are boosting up this movie too much. We got to add some more scenes to this uh, movie and shit like that. One of those scenes were added. And the fact that he only wore his mask just that one moment and he didn't wear it throughout the whole scene, throughout the whole movie, kind of pissed me off because I'm like, you know what? In his contract, he must have had that. Um, you have to show his face. Yo, I got to show my face. I got to be Will Smith in this. I can't be another person because. Yo, to be honest, that's that's Will ex- Smith is just Will Smith. That's man. exactly how I felt. Like you could have gotten Will Smith in Bad Boys too, and just put a white mask on him. Yeah. and that's how he yeah, acted. He's, he's dead shot because in uh, Bad Boys Two, his first scene is when he was at the the KKK rally, and did he not dive and shoot two guns, hit his hit his uh, partner in the ass, but shot the guy in the neck who had the shotgun? That's basically a dead shot because. <laughs> That's a dead shot move. He's doing dead shot moves in other movies. Will Smith, you're Will Smith in every other movie. And that's the thing that people are talking about. They're saying, like, uh, you know, trying to compare with Will Smith to um, Denzel Washington, right? Denzel Washington is, you'll never see him in, like, a progressive movie. Yeah. There's something about the future. You always see him in a movie that's supposed to be, except that movie, Book of Eli, which, which. Basically, that it was, was more a, like Mad Max. Yeah, it was a futuristic movie, but it was kind of like, like a depressing. Down, yeah, it was down like a, a depressed future, like apocalyptic. Denzel Washington is a depressed <clears throat> black guy <laughs> movie guy. You know what I mean? He's a depressed black guy movie. Like you know, I feel for him kind of shit. Like oh man, you know, say like, yeah man, I feel you, dude. I feel you. I'm a, I'm all about it. I'm all about it. Will Smith is so progressive because every movie that he's been in is like. Dude, it's a future, but it's so fucking beautiful. Even iRobot was like, man, this is a beautiful future. You see, like, positive future in every movie that Will Smith has been on. Even the movie that he did with his son that I've never seen was like, man, the fact that you can go into space and go into another planet with your with your father, that's fucking awesome. Oh, shit, the spaceship blew up, and uh, my, <laughs> my son is doing some... He's spray painting on fucking trees and shit in another planet or whatever. I don't know. I'm mixing the movies, but that's what I thought was happening. But... Uh, <laughs> It's just weird, cause yo, Will Smith is Will Smith in every movie, and you know the other thing about Will Smith is just that he breaks the boundaries of like racial divide. Will Smith basically shows you that, cause when you think of Will Smith, you don't think of uh, color. Even the dude who plays in uh, Night of, he even said that in his interview. He was like, "Oh, I want people to see beyond just me being Muslim or anything like that." Say, I want people to see me just for who I am. I'm, I'm an actor, you know, like Will Smith. And that's exactly what Will Smith is. He is that image for every other, like, <laughs> it's amazing that every other race could see that in Will Smith. That's like, oh, some people might see, oh, that's just a black guy on the screen. He said, nah, yo, that's fucking Will Smith. <laughs> yo, it, even a white person will say that about Will Smith. Say, yo, nah, that's just not a black guy. That's fucking Will Smith <laughs> on the fucking screen right there. Yo, people will buy a movie or rent a movie. Like, oh, who's in it? Oh, Will Smith's in it. Oh, yeah, I'll check it out. <laughs> i check it out. Kind of shit. And that just, that's my thoughts on concussion, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that's my thoughts on concussion. So I'm just going to go on. It's your turn, Kevin. My bad, man. 
No, I, 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 dude, I really you, felt right. like I was treading down. water. No, no, no dude. I'm saying I was the one that interrupted him that made you go on. Yeah, <laughs> no, yo, I Sorry felt like that. I was I was in the chamber of water, and I'm over here like, <laughs> God, damn, like I get the fuck out of here because I've been trying to do. Every time I talk about the movie Suicide Squad, I'm always like, Okay, here we go. They put they're adding water to this goddamn chamber, and I gotta swim out of this shit of why I like this movie and everybody hates the movie. And then, but you know, it's funny that you keep making all dude, these comparisons, and yet you still say, "Yeah, I liked it." Yo, because you know why? You just compared it to like the shittiest Burger King, but yeah, you still man. liked it. Yeah, because you know why? Because I just I'm already stuck you into give it this. A chance. Yeah, I'm stuck a into this lane, man. I gotta I gotta ride this thing out. And I hate when people say, yo, why not you watch it again? Why not you watch it again? Because you know what? That's like you're adding like cement shoes while I'm over here trying to swim <laughs> out of this goddamn, the, what you call it, this uh, this barrier of fucking water and shit. I'm like, oh my gosh. And I know for a fact that if I want to constantly watch this movie, because I know I'm going to watch uh, Suicide Squad again, probably going to do a, a second look review. I know that I'm going to hate it more than I hate uh, Wild Wild West. Whoa. Yeah, because you know why? Wild Wild West was really bad. I remember a long time ago, I watched Wild Wild West for the second time, and I was like, it wasn't that bad. I said that, like, it wasn't that bad. I mean, it's, it's, it's ridiculous, but it wasn't that bad. This movie, Suicide Squad, is not ridiculous. It was just a bad movie. Whoa, did you just say it's a bad movie? So No, no, it's a bad movie. Bad meaning bad, not bad meaning ugh. <laughs> Like, it was a bad movie, man. I don't know. <laughs> you have so confused right now. I don't know, because I'm confusing myself, because <laughs> this is why I couldn't be no lawyer, because I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't know if you like the movie or not anymore. But you know what, though? <laughs> I, don't, I, I recently posted on the Facebook page, um, uh, DC Films now has a new president. Yeah. Um, he's He's... Also helping out with writing all the scripts for all the DC movies now. Mm-hmm. Um, he helped J- uh, Zack Snyder rewrite Justice League. Justice League has been rewritten to be less gritty um, and dark, which is what we talked about yeah. a couple episodes ago. We were saying, how, how can this DC film universe be saved? And that's exactly it, man. Lighten Stop lighting up, man. Lighten like, the fuck up. You know, DC, uh, DC movies are like... Um, Let's, I'm going to give another analogy. It's like when you're in high school and there was that gothic kid that everybody's like, all right, we get a day off tomorrow. And then he's like, well, only reason why we're getting a day off is because it's Labor Day or something. Man, lighten up, Gary. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Get into some other music or some shit. And it's just like he's just so fucking dark kind of shit. Like, yo, man, lighten up. You see Marvel over there. You see other friend Marvel over there. He's lighting up. He's happy. He's happy. He had some downtime. I know his father died and his mom died or whatever, but he's having some good times, right? <laughs> Get into it, man. Accor- according to the article that I that I posted on the Facebook page, um, this new president, he he really made a good point. He was saying like, I think before the people that were in charge of, D- of the DC films, what their thought process was, oh well, th- our movies are dark and gritty. That's what separates us from those Marvel movies and. He was saying like that's the worst thing to be never, like you should never you know, do that. I had, I had the idea. I knew they were doing that because I'm like, oh, since Marvel's so happy, let's go dark. No, what DC, what DC, what DC should have did was just go real. Like, all right, I mean, they're happy and go lucky. Let's just be real. Let's just yo, because to be honest, I really believe that DC's comic books 
are so much more detailed than Marvel's comic books. Yeah. I think that their character well, their characters are just so much richer than Marvel characters. Marvel characters are just so flamboyant and DC is just so like um how would you say They're like, more like grounded in reality. Yeah, yeah, so like I can really see DC being like put into our, our our universe kind of thing compared to like DC this is my comparison. DC has Batman Marvel has uh, Iron Man. Now you could just basically just put them, compare them to uh, reality, and just see that it's more realistic to see a character like Batman than it would be to see a character who's like uh, Captain America. I can't really see a Captain America being uh, existing, but I could see a, a Batman existing in this world, like somebody who uses shadow. He only fights at night. You really don't know who he is compared to Marvel, who's using Cap, uh, who's using a. Uh, Iron Man, who's like, oh, he wears, he buys these suits, but I'm like, how the fuck are these suits being made? And if he's only making these suits, dude, there has to be somebody else who's making these suits too. There's, yo, there's gonna be a war based off of this one dude compared to Batman, who only stay, who only sticks to this city, and he's basically just uh, fixing crime in this one city. I can see it can be controlled in one city compared to Iron Man, who's like, yeah, I'm just, I'm just going all over the world just fixing shit. There'll be some mutinies <laughs> going on around the world because some people just don't agree with other other things that you're doing. I mean, just based off of religion alone, there'll be like World War Three will be caused just by Iron uh, Iron Man, alone, just yeah. himself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was saying like that's how the old producers were thinking, and he was like, you know, that can't be any more wrong. Like. It can't always be dark and gritty. I mean, look at Superman. He can't always be dark and gritty. There has to be some glimmer of light at some point because if it's really that dark and gritty, then these heroes do not stand a chance. And if they don't stand a chance, Batman would have quit a long time ago if he yeah. knew that he could not be able to change, you know, Gotham City or anything. Yeah, um, I remember I read that when you posted it and you said that uh, they're going to they're gonna dial back the whole killing from Batman kind of thing. Uh, well, they're going to explain it. I think oh, okay. it, it's already happened, but they're going to explain why he became so violent. So that's pretty cool. But I'm glad that this guy has like some common sense. And he's like, hold on, hold on. Let's make these characters the way they should be. And, you know, instead know of just what, going uh, a different route. I want to know what our friend Martin's going to think about Zack Snyder having to take a seat back to <laughs> this whole, this new guy. Um, but... We totally digress a lot because I haven't even gone over my throwback flick. My throwback flick is Unbreakable. Uh, I watched this like two nights ago. It was on either HBO or Cinemax. Um, Unbreakable, second film directed by M. Night Shyamalan. I think this is his second best film after The Sixth Sense. Mm -hmm. Um, Unbreakable is actually a super super underrated movie and i think it, it, it's really freaking good wait you give that number two what about signs man steins would go after this one really yeah okay. <laughs> um so yeah directed by m night Shyamalan, stars bruce willis samuel jackson um basically bruce willis plays this man who survived this deadly train crash everyone in that crash died and he walked out without a scratch so Samuel Jackson, who plays this like comic book enthusiast who owns uh, this comic book art gallery um, and is like a fanatic for comic books, all of a sudden takes interest in learning more about about Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis 
is like a depressed guy. He um, is married with a kid. Their marriage is falling apart. He feels like a loser because he he's always like he never goes and like tries to 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 reach greatness. Like you know, he had the opportunity to be like this all star football player in college. He let that go to be with his girl, who he ended up marrying, and he felt like that was like one of his failures. Um, so this this always haunted him. Um, so he's really depressed. He's confused as to how he survived that train crash without a scratch. So he meets with Samuel Jackson to see if maybe Samuel Jackson has answers for him. And Samuel Jackson tells him, like, you know, just so you know, I was born with this disease. My bones are really frail. They can break really easily. And I've had this disease my whole life. And I always thought if I'm at the end of this spectrum of the human race, there has to be someone on the opposite end. I think that person is you. And Bruce Willis just kind of like, you know, blows him off like, yo, this guy's fucking crazy. He goes, you know, he leaves. But then little by little, you see Bruce Willis like accepting the fact that maybe that guy was right. There's a really, really cool scene where he's uh, bench pressing and he keeps telling his kid like, how much did I just bench press? The kid's like 200, 250. And he's like, all right, take off some weights because this is really dangerous. The kid tricks him and puts more weights. He ends up bench pressing 350 without a problem. And then he starts realizing maybe I really am the superhero that Samuel Jackson thinks I am. And he starts accepting the fact he... I think this is like the coolest interpretation of what a comic book movie can be. Like, if you think The Dark Knight is like a realistic comic book movie, this movie is yeah. way more realistic. Um, and it's it's crazy because it's not actually based on a comic book. This is just a story that M. Night Shyamalan wrote. I think this is one of his better stories. Um, cinematography, <coughs> excuse me, uh, cinematography was gorgeous. Um, the music by James Newton Howard was really great. It has those like epic, uh, like superhero themes in it. Um, Bruce Willis's reaction to finding out that maybe he really is this real life superhero, I think, is like the best portrayal of someone discovering that. Um, you kind of see all these movies, and they just kind of accept it. When Spider Man realizes that he can shoot web out of his hands, that he can climb walls, that he can just like jump over buildings. He kind of like takes it like, okay, cool. You know, like it's so unrealistic. This movie, when you see Bruce Willis's reaction, his confusion, his sadness, I think is a lot more convincing and a lot more believable. And um, whatever, he, you know, accepts the fact he happens to be a security guard at a football stadium and has like the best, like he can tell if you're carrying a weapon into the stadium if you're selling drugs like he has like those superhero instincts um and samuel jackson tells him like you know you should develop it which he does in the movie and then um he tells he tells samuel jackson like you know at one point like he's skeptical and he's like you know i can't be this perfect guy like i you know um there's been times where i've been sick and he's like really how did you get sick and he's like well I was swimming and I swallowed some water and I almost drowned and then I ended up getting pneumonia. And Samuel Jackson says, that's your weakness is water. Every superhero has a weakness. Your weakness is water. And at first, Bruce Willis is like, he kind of like, you know, blows him off again. And then in the movie, he finds this guy who uh, breaks into this house, kills the parents and has the two children of the parents uh, like tied, tied up. 
Bruce Willis goes in, saves the kid. He falls into a pool, and then you find out he actually doesn't know how to swim. So, yes, in a way, water is his weakness. Mm -hmm. And so he almost drowns, and the kids end up uh, saving him. And then... He ends up fighting the guy who like kidnapped the kids, and he like fights him and does not once again does not get a scratch on him. At the end of the movie, he goes to Samuel Jackson to thank him for helping him to, like discover that he really is the superhero, and he finds out that Samuel Jackson has caused all the tragedies in the world. Like whenever there was like an explosion, the train crash that he was in, Samuel Jackson caused all those. Uh, catastrophes because he was trying to discover a superhero in all those catastrophes he was hoping to find someone who was going to walk out without a scratch which was bruce willis so then bruce willis realizes oh shit you no, no. well samuel jackson reveals to bruce willis i'm your arch enemy every hero has an arch enemy and that's me i cause all these catastrophes because i am the opposite end of your spectrum i think the way everything comes together at the end of the movie is just like oh, gold like this is comic book gold and then um samuel jackson they reveal at the end like there's like text that shows up on the screen that bruce willis after he discovers all that goes to the cops samuel jackson gets arrested and he gets put into a mental institution kind of like arkham asylum in the batman comic book so mm-hmm. it really is like a realistic comic book movie and um i read online that m night Shyamalan was actually planning on making a sequel where I guess Samuel Jackson gets out, but it never happened. It just got canceled. And it's like it's like one of those movies that fans have been demanding and they've been waiting for, but I don't think M. Night Shyamalan wants to go back to that. on uh, trying to make uh, She's All That. That's why. That's why <laughs> yeah, man. He was the ghostwriter on She's All That. What? Yeah. M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> Is that for real? You're just yeah, fucking no, around? Yeah, I'm serious. He said it at an interview, I think it was like last year. And they were saying, like, anything that you've written in the past or something. And he was like, well, um, I wrote uh, She's All That. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody but yeah. was like, oh, man, I can't believe that. <laughs> I think Sixth Sense probably is his best unbreakable signs. And then after that, it just it goes down. the trailer for his new film? Yeah. Um, With uh, James McAvoy. James right? McAvoy, yeah. I don't know. It's just... He... I think he found himself a good niche, and That's people just got used to it. Yeah, man. I think people just went into the movies automatically, wanted to figure out what's the twist, what's the twist kind of thing. Yeah, and then some like the village. I think had one of the worst, or like one of the one of the most bland twists. Uh, I, the what was the one? The one the the plants. Um, the, the happening. That was one of the most bland twists. I there's a there's a guy that I watch on YouTube and he's actually a huge M Night Shyamalan fan and he says that the film The Village the reason why it was so bad was because they marketed it wrong they try to make the film look like a horror film which it actually wasn't so like he explains how that film is actually really good I haven't seen the film but um, yeah. The movie wasn't that. Um, the village, like the first half of it, is actually really good. The drama is really good. The performances, the suspense with you know the monster and all of that was good. But that ending, that last two minutes of the movie when they explain everything, 
is the worst, I think, explanation. Like, it was almost like he wrote 95 pages, and on the 96th page, he said, fuck it, this is how the movie ends, because he couldn't think of anything better. Like, when you see what the ending is, it is such a cheap excuse to end a story. Um, damn, we digressed a lot. <laughs> that was our throwback our throwback flicks so unbreakable concussion and it follows now we're gonna get into the main event as we said at the beginning of the podcast this is the end of summer 2016 therefore this is the end of summer movies 2016 what did you guys think about overall this this past summer this summer um uh I think my expectation I reached my grasp. That's what happened. I was, what movie is that from? I don't know, but it's from a movie. I know it is from a movie, <laughs> but I don't know. I think it was from a good movie, and I know it didn't come out this year because it was a good movie. Because there was a lot of a, uh, it was a shit show this this year this summer. But I mean, I mean, next summer is not even looking even more promising. We got Wonder Woman. Um, Summers, summers are not the same like they were when you when you're younger. I guess that's the that's my only that's my only thing. They're just not the same. Yeah. Before we started recording, I was telling Pat like, I think as you get older, you 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 automatically set the bar higher for movies, and maybe that's what it is. But I just remember looking forward to summer movies a lot more when I was younger. Like I remember like getting ready for Jurassic Park. Like yeah, the anticipation, the anticipation behind Independence Day. Yeah, I think what it was, you know, I think what big. it was is because there was a, <laughs> there was like a slim chance that I'm like, yo, I may not be able to see this movie. Just thinking about it, because like, um, if my folks did want to go watch the movie, or my sisters or my brothers did want to go watch the movie, there's a chance that I'm not watching the fucking movie. Nowadays, like, if nobody wants to go watch the movie, I'm like, ah, fuck it, I just go watch it myself, kind of thing. But Back then, it was like, oh, man, yes, they want to watch the movie, too. So that means that I can go watch the movie. They can, I have a ride to get over there to the movie theaters to go actually watch it. Compared to now, when I'm like, it's like, we're just, I'm just jaded with the fact that I have an opportunity to go watch the movie. I got the money. I got the car. Let's go watch a movie. That's it. Yeah. I think that's what, what it could put, that's what it could be. It's the whole thing. Like, the movie, really, it's like... Um, of the whole experience, let's give it like it's the whole it's about eighty percent of it. Yeah, you know I mean, which is just the passing grade, just the passing grade. But the other twenty uh, percent, that's the whole that's the whole thing about uh you getting the people together, the whole pre the the pre production of the actual movie, like you're like oh yo let's go out to eat or something. Let's go. Uh, let's go. What you call? It? Let's go out. I like how you call it the pre-production. Shit. Yeah, you know, it's all. Of, it's like, yo, let's let's go do this. Let's go do that kind of stuff. Let's go grab these people. Let's go do all of those stuff. And then it's like, let's go watch the movie kind of shit. Cause, yo, it's just recently that we all started doing that whole reserving seats kind of stuff, and that adds to the pre-production of the movie. Cause it's like, yo, we don't have to get there early in order to find a seat. Now we already got assigned seats and kind of stuff. So if people were in our seats, we could be like, yo, get out. This is our seats. We're, yeah, we're seats one, two, three, four, and five. And you're sitting in three, four, and five. <laughs> you can get up, please. Get up. Which I'm loving. I'm loving that. It's the whole pre-production to the whole uh, 
the whole thing. And when everything clicks, you're at a hundred percent. So your experience is gonna be great. Now, if your pre-production is great, your twenty percent is good, and the movie ends up being like shit. Oh man, you're already gonna get a failing grade. Yeah. Like, what's that movie that we saw at the that we all went to go see at the freaking uh, the IP, IP theater? Uh, War Dogs. War Dogs. Now that movie, grading it. We had the curve. We had the curve that great, did we not? Yeah. Because the experience was tight work. We we went over there. The whole thing about the the reclining chairs, the pillow. God damn this, the fucking throw, uh, the the, the, blanket. the throw, the blanket and stuff. All that was tight work. Now the movie, if it would have came out like in November, I would have been like, yo, this movie is trash. <laughs> if we would have watched that movie in a regular movie theater, I'd have been like. It could have been better. But, I mean, the fact that the whole... We had the curve... It was graded on the, on the, on the curve. So, I mean, I'm going to have to give that movie like a C minus. <laughs> <laughs> the whole experience, a C minus. Well, let's, well let's, let's, take a, let's do a quick review of the movies that came out this summer. We'll, I'll list off a couple of the movies that were rated really well, according to Rotten Tomatoes, and then the worst ones. Um, some of the movies that end up <laughs> on the good side, I don't even agree with, but... Ooh. Let's see, Captain America. We Ooh. got uh, the Lobster, Neighbors Two, which I don't agree with. The Nice Guys, uh, Conjuring Two, which I don't agree with. Finding Dory, Swiss Army Man, the BFG, Ghostbusters, which no. Uh, Star Trek Beyond. Did I say that already? No. Um, War Dogs, Kubo and the Two Strings, Don't Breathe. Uh, worst movies of this summer, according to Rotten Tomatoes, would be like The Darkness, Money Monster, X-Men Apocalypse, uh, Ninja Turtles 2, Now You See Me 2, Warcraft, uh, Su- I was about to say Suicide Squad, but we don't have to get into that again. <laughs> Bad Moms. All right. So that's basically a list of like the top and worst movies. We're going to make our own list right now of according to what we saw, because a lot of these movies actually we did not see. We started this po- this podcast um, like right at the beginning of summer. I think we started this podcast, yeah. so we weren't really able to review all these movies. Um, I think out of these movies, we saw Captain America, Neighbors Two, uh, Pop Star, Con- uh, Conjuring Two, Swiss Army Man. Um, Anthony saw X Men Two, Jason Bourne, Suicide Squad, Don't Breathe, War Dogs, Star Trek Beyond. So. All right, let me just go down this list. Uh, let's let's. I mean, let, 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 let me start from the beginning, and then let's, this is how we're gonna do. I'm gonna list a movie that we saw. Uh-huh. Um, let's let's just go. Which one is the worst movie? The worst out movie out of that. What's that? What's the bottom? I think my bottom would be Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters at the bottom. Okay, yeah. you know what? I'm agree. Not. Yeah, I'm agree with you on that. Now, let's build a top ten. Top ten or, or top five because we've seen like pretty much ten movies. Okay, let's build the top five. Ghostbusters being six because <laughs> it didn't make the top five. Right. Ghostbusters being six. This is of worst movies. Worst movies. Okay, so Ghostbusters. Is... No, this is the worst. Yeah, we're going from worst to best, right? Yeah. Oh, I thought we were gonna do two separate. Oh, yeah, lists. Do, no, yeah. no, no, but we could do that. Yeah, we could do that. All right. Okay. So hold on, let me. I'm gonna title this "Summer 2016." 
top five. All right, so top five. Yeah, because you know, I think that that gives us like no room to just throw in. Because I'm I'm definitely gonna go off of this list saying like, yeah, this is it. This is it for me. This is my picks of. So Ghostbusters would be number six. Ghostbusters is the sixth man. It's like at the bottom. <laughs> it's the sixth man. Ugh. The and then what do we do next? We think of like the second worst. Yeah, yeah we're just getting best. We we're just getting. It's like we're getting to the surface kind of thing until you yeah, starting red, orange, yellow, yeah. green. <laughs> <laughs> we get to the surface. Okay. Um, what could uh, the Conjuring two? Would that be better or worse than Ghostbusters? Did you see the Conjuring two, Anthony? No. No. I so, saw it. Um, I would say this was better than Ghostbusters. Yes, yeah, I think uh, the the special effects were better than Ghostbusters. Okay, because you know what we said about Ghostbusters: if you enjoyed Scooby Doo, the <laughs> the live action movie, then you would love Ghostbusters, <laughs> guaranteed. Anthony, did you see Ghostbusters? No, the remake. No. Good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's see another one. Um, what's another bad one that we saw? Let me go off. Uh, Neighbors two. I saw that one. Did you like it? No, I didn't like it. I didn't like part two. There were like little tidbits that were funny, and it, it was only funny because the the guy who was on uh Mad TV. Yeah, that he was, was he was the he was the funny one, dude. If he wasn't in that movie, dude, <laughs> they would not have a movie, man. I swear <laughs> to God. Because every time he says something, I was like, ha, ha, I get you, man. I get you. De- definitely the best guy in Suicide Squad. Oh, yeah. That Dude, guy. he was the funniest guy in Suicide Squad. <laughs> when he wants to take the selfie with Harley oh, yeah. Quinn, he's like, ah. yeah, yo, Out of everything, I swear to God, I felt like when they said that, oh, we need to add more comedy to this movie, and they had to reshoot it, I thought it was, yo, it was just only his scenes. <laughs> They added this guy to the movie because he wasn't even... I don't even think he was thought of in the movie until like... Oh he plays God. a security guard. It's yeah. like... It's not like... <laughs> Every encounter with him with the Suicide Squad was funny. Yeah. I, I felt Because I, I remember when I saw the first like full cast picture, mm-hmm. he was in the picture. And I'm like, what character is he going to play? <laughs> like, what villain? And then I was like, oh, he's just like a, one of the guy, he's one of the guards. Guy. Like, he's... Just, he should be in. He should basically be in everything DC from here on out. Seriously, he should be <laughs> the like, one guard. Yeah, the everything. one guard. What's the What's that guy who is in? Uh, oh, in Marvel? all the Spider-Man movies, the no, no. the guy from Evil Dead that showed up in all the Spider-Man oh, no, movies. No, no, no. He played like every guy. I was thinking about what's the What's the name of that guy who is in Marvel? Now he's in the uh, oh, Agents of Shield. Uh, the agent. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. He should basically be that guy. Okay. He should just be like. He's the same character in all movies, but some for some fucking reason, he's always in the wrong place at the wrong time. So Batman's in Gotham City doing some shit. He's kind of he's trying to get groceries or some shit like that. And they're like, oh god damn it! You see, he just in the mo- he should be in the movie, man. He should be comic relief. That dude is funny, and everything he does, he's funny though. Uh, he I forgot his fucking name. We're doing Ike, him no justice. Ike Baron Baron something. Ike Barron. Just remember when he was on uh, on Mad TV and he did an impression of Dane Cook and it was like Perfect. spot on. It was yeah. spot on. He had the wristbands and everything. 
<laughs> and he would like he would do that thing that Dane Cook would do where he doesn't look at the camera but he turns to the camera like <laughs> alright so Neighbors 2 would uh-huh. it be better than The Conjuring no. actually I'm thinking that'd be worse yeah. maybe I think the way that you're talking about is a lot better I think we should do our worst fucking movies and then we should do our best of the summer. Best of the summer, worst of the summer. Because this list is kind of rec- it's kind of wrinkling my brain right fucking now. <laughs> wrinkling my goddamn brain, okay, man. So worst. worst. Worst fucking movies, ladies and gentlemen. That's what we're doing. We're doing the wor- top five worst movies of the summer right now. And uh, we're putting Ghostbusters at number one. So we're working <laughs> our way down. We're working our way down. Ike. Oh my gosh! Wait, Baron so Holtz. Hold, hold on, Baron Holtz—that's his name. Wait, so was Neighbors two better than Ghostbusters? Yeah, I think I enjoyed yeah. it more than yeah. Ghostbusters. But do we enjoy more than Conjuring two? I would never watch Conjuring two again. <laughs> Remember, I thought that Conjuring one—I thought I saw that movie before because I thought it was what was the name of that movie? Insidious. That, Insidious. <laughs> okay. So. But neighbors. I actually saw Conjuring One, and that was a pretty good movie. Okay. Which that makes it. I think that should be at the bottom because how dare they come up with shit <laughs> when they just gave us a gym, dog? They just gave us a good one, and then you want to come out with shit? Wait, so I'm kind of <laughs> lost now. Wait, so <laughs> okay. So Ghostbusters still at the bottom? Wait, yeah. oh no, at the top of the list because this is worst. Yeah. Some ghost Ghostbusters is number one. And then after that is uh, The Conjuring 2. Conjuring 2. Then Neighbors. Then Neighbors 2. Okay. Um, what else do we have? Uh, we didn't see X-Men, but you did, Anthony. So. Yeah. But you kind of liked it, though, right? I said it, it was okay, but I wouldn't put it on the best of. You wouldn't? Okay. Like, you it, gotta, it, would, it, it doesn't would, have to make a list at no, all. No, like if out of those two, it would be in the middle. It would be in the middle? So you willing to give up one of those spots for a worse movie? Did you Did you see Neighbors 2? I didn't. That's the thing. Like oh, The movies see. you guys saw, I didn't see, and then I, the ones <laughs> I saw, you guys didn't see. I mean, so we're all complete. We're all complete. <laughs> But I can't tell how to put this X Men movie on the list. Put it in purgatory. Put it in purgatory. I mean, it doesn't so make the list at all. <laughs> so it's like honorable mention. Yeah, yeah, so it doesn't make the list. It's in purgatory. Okay. <clears throat> all right. Um, what other movies? I don't know, because Jason Bourne we didn't see, but Anthony saw. Did yeah. you like it? No? There was nothing it about was, that movie? It, there was nothing new to bring to that franchise. Just it was such a, like a, like a bland movie for me. Oh, Jesus. Not, nothing really exciting to it. It ends the way it always ends. He gets away. Yeah, it gets goes away, the and then it goes straight into the Moby song. Nothing new that they brought. Uh, and then on top of that, I had just gone out of work. So I was super tired. Just that pre-production shit so that I, I was talking about. Was, <laughs> I, I, wasn't, I wasn't fully en- energized to watch this film. So there was parts where I was dozing off. 
So that didn't even make it, it better. That's it, man. I think every guest, when we, when us three, when we have like a guest on, if they say that they hated the movie or they liked the movie, we have to ask them, what was the the prep for this movie? <laughs> what what was the prep that got you into this movie that said, you know what, it was a good movie because just the movie itself. I'm giving it not not even an 80. We got to give movies at least a 75 or a 70. I, I would say it was the same as X Men for me. Okay. Wow. Okay. So that's gonna be in Purgatory yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think the rest of the movies would go on our best list. It wouldn't even go on the worst one. Oh, so our worst list is not that bad. So this really wasn't a bad summer then. If we have it's just more. Oh, well, I think the bar was set low. Oh, that's what it is. This is like a curve. This is this is like a this is like a mediocre summer. Like the movies that were great were good. Like they weren't, you know, epic like Independence Day Part One or Jurassic Park or You know why? Because those movies were They were original. Yeah, they were original. We had a lot of like uh, sequels and remakes. It was, you know, the same story told over I mean, again, over on and our, over. On, on, our, on the ones that are going to make the top five list, were any of those movies, like, original? Oh, Nice Guys. Okay. Swiss Army Man. Okay. Pop Star. Okay. Um, all right. So, at least we can say <laughs> the top three worst films of the summer. Well, we could... Worst film of the summer, Ghostbusters. Yeah. Okay. Congratulations. Congratulations, <laughs> Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah. You made the worst list. I All mean, right. it's the summer. You know? <laughs> you tried. It didn't work out so well. You had the potential. Mm-hmm. You had the talent. But, I don't know. You know what? I just walked out of there just not caring about it. I say the same thing about Suicide Squad, man. Oh, my nah, God. I'm just now saying that. I'm just saying that because, check this, check this. Each individual Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad member, should win the award of the most talked about film. Yo, because I'm just thinking, like, Suicide Squad by itself, like, if they were to make a Deadshot movie or a Bad Boy, a Bad Boy, not a Bad Boys movie, <laughs> if they were just to make a Bad Boy movie. and this, like, like P. Diddy Bad yeah, Boy? If they were to call Suit, they, if they were to make Deadshot, a Bad Boy movie, that it, by, by itself, dope. Harley Quinn, dope. Um, who's another character that's in Suicide Squad that I'm forgetting? Slipknot. <laughs> He's a mountain climber. Yo, they had the stuff. <laughs> it's like they had the fucking ingredients on the table. They had the instructions, and they just fucked it up. How did you mess up the recipe when you had the instructions? But look, we, they have a new CEO now. Too ben Affleck. Ben Affleck is going to direct the Batman film. Okay. Deathstroke is going to be the villain. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that is pretty The cool. actor that they picked, I think, was pretty good. Not bad. Do you know that everybody who was in the Spider-Man 1 movie has jumped over to DC? That guy who's playing uh, Deathstroke, he oh, was he actually... Oh, he played Flash. He played, he played Flash. Flash. Then Spider-Man uh, 1. You had the guy who played the villain. He's going to be in a DC movie. Oh, yeah. Well, then uh, you have... Only only person is Toby Maguire. He's the only one who hasn't. Uh, well, someone needs to just hire him because he's just, he needs work. It's not, it, he needs work, man. I not, haven't seen him in not, a while. Not saying that he needs work like he's badder or oh, we feel sad for him. But we need we want to see you on the screen, man. <laughs> I like seeing you on the screen. Where have you been, man? Oh wait, he is gonna be. He's gonna play the devil or some type of demon in the animated live action of Death Note. 
He's gonna play a uh, like a demon. But it's animated. People. No, no, it's a live action of an anime. Oh, got it. He's okay. gonna play uh, his voice. He's gonna be a voice actor because yeah, he's still gonna be animated because <laughs> the the actual character can't. It's like a disfigured uh, monster looking thing. It's gonna be dope. It's gonna be from Netflix. I mean, and so far. Netflix after, has been winning. After after the Spider Man Homecoming movie comes out, we should do uh, who's the best Peter Parker. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Or we could do like a kind of like um like Final Four, like um the the brackets, like who can kick whose ass? Who can kick whose ass? Based on puns alone, <laughs> just on words, <laughs> just on like. And I guarantee it, Tobey Maguire will lose because his Spider-Man, as much as I loved it when I was in high school, doesn't have any charisma compared to these Spider-Mans right now. Like, I think physically he looked the part. Yeah, but he didn't. Talk. They didn't have the words, man. He didn't have. He was the supposed words. to be like a like a almost like a Deadpool. Like he always has like those funny comebacks. Yeah. And his funniest comeback is when he said it to Macho Man when he was in the ring. And his funniest one was uh, when uh, he said, "Where are you going?" He said. Away from you, I remember laughing in the movie theater like, that's Spider-Man, you guys. That's Spider-Man. Shaking my head like, oh my gosh, you rascal. <laughs> the fuck, man? That wasn't even... Jesus Christ. But I'm looking forward to this new Spider-Man. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it too. Um, all right, so worst film, 2016. Summer of 2016. Um, because we're not over yet with this year. Uh, Ghostbusters. Conjuring 2, The Neighbors 2, and let's just fucking throw that in there. X-Men Apocalypse and Jason Bourne. You want to throw that? Just Fuck, let's just list. throw them in there. Let's get them out of purgatory. <laughs> Part of the top five. Um, I guess after Ghostbusters, I guess we can say that the rest are just worse. Like, they're, there's no really, like, categorizing them or rating them. They're just all bad. Talking about, no, wait, but there's still some movies that we... we just never saw like Finding Dory and stuff like that. But Finding Dory got good reviews. Like they just said it wasn't as good as Finding Nemo, but it wasn't a bad movie. It got a ninety six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, but you know what else got a ninety six percent or not a high <laughs> Ghostbusters, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. seventy six, yeah. I believe. Yeah, it's actually. So I don't know. I we don't gotta, trust I, I gotta watch Tomato. it. I gotta watch it. But <laughs> I mean, can it really be that bad? It's Pixar, man. Pixar makes good quality. Well, they made good quality. Now it's like, yeah, I don't know. I gotta watch it. Uh, you know, I, gotta I think watch Pixar it. is just. I think the like movie Apple. comes out like on DVD now. Yeah, huh? I think Pixar is just like Apple, man. They're just at the point that it's. Um, now it's just going downhill. Yeah, it's like okay, we. It's like they're so high on their fucking uh, chateau <laughs> of everybody's love for them. Like, oh yeah, yeah, they're riding the wave right now. So no matter what they do, it's like, even if it's shit. People are still gonna be like, nah, but it's Pixar kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm still gonna go buy it. I'm still gonna do it. I'm gonna take my kids to go watch it, even though it's like, yo, you know that movie shit, right? <laughs> that shit, right? You know that, right? And like, nah, nah, but it's Pixar. They're like your your favorite music artist. No matter what they yeah. put out, you're always yeah. gonna listen. to You're it. still gonna listen to it, like people who like Drake. <laughs> like that last album was a trash. Come on now, like that last album was a trash. It's Okay, I mean, <laughs> that's my that's just the thoughts, man. But let's go on to the best. Let's let's get right. out of this dump. Let's uh, <laughs> all right. Let's do top. Did you see Captain America? No, you ever seen it? It's out on I DVD now. No, all right, digital download. All right, so Captain America. Yeah, let's all right. Let's put that on. That's the top. So top. 
for the summer, people. Yeah, for the for the summer. summer. For the summer. summer. That's what we're saying. For the okay. summer. Um, the nice guys. I put that second. I put that okay. second. Me too. Nice guys. Um, <clears throat> pop star never stop, never stopping. Did you see that? No. <laughs> um, I'd rather put that at number five. Put that down at number five. Yeah, number five right now. Because I'm feeling like there's some other movies that I saw this summer that were better than that one. Uh, Swiss Army Man. That movie. Put that at number four, probably. I'm just, these are these are floating. These are okay. these are floating numbers right now. Put that at number four, maybe. And what other movies are we missing? Uh, Don't breathe. Okay. All right. Don't breathe. What's I think one? I would. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I'm not saying. I'm not saying that. Uh, what you call it? That Don't Breathe wasn't a good movie. But I just want to know what other. Well, there's Don't Breathe. There's War Dogs. You see. Um, Star, uh, Star Trek was pretty. Anthony good. saw Star Trek. He said really it was good. pretty good. I, I want to watch that movie. So this we haven't seen that. Uh, okay, but where would you put Don't Breathe? Would you put it? Was it better than The Nice Guys? No. 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 Was we'll it say. better than Swiss Army Man? Oof, that's because <laughs> I liked. I think I liked Swiss Army Man yeah. the day after we watched it because yeah. I thought about it and I was like, we couldn't understand it. Because yeah. remember, we were saying like this is a buddy comedy movie, and you know what? I seriously believe that when we said that shit, there was a there's an article that said the same shit after because well, we walked out, we we're like. This is the weirdest buddy comedy <laughs> movie we've ever seen in my life. And, yo, there was an article that got sent on, on my email, and it says, one of the weirdest buddy comedy movies. So, I mean, one, one of those, it was one of those Miami articles. So, I mean, they could have possibly watched the movie while we were watching the movie, saying the same thing. They could have been thinking the same thing. Because nobody said it was a buddy comedy movie. Yeah. But it was. And it was a weird one. I don't know, man. You know what? I, I vote to take out Swiss Army Man and put in Don't Breathe. <clears throat> so Don't Breathe would be number four? Yeah. I don't I mean, what, what does everybody else think? Well, Anthony, you didn't see it, right? No. I saw the ones you guys did not see. <laughs> <laughs> I think I... Oh, shit. Because remember, okay, let's, let's critique when we saw Don't Breathe. We said that we enjoyed the movie. It, it was a good movie. It was a good summer movie, we said. But the only thing is just that it had potential to to do something to, to, to get, get over that hill, yeah. to jump over that fence. But it never did. It just like it had the potential to be like one of those like memorable horror movies yeah. that people will talk about in the future. Um, but in order for that to happen, it needed to go like darker. Like yeah. it, it was right there. Yeah, it was in their reach. But I think they said, uh, "Let's not freak out people. Let's just keep this, you know, like a suspenseful thriller," which they did and. Swiss Army Man. Swiss Army Man was creative, though. Yeah, it was. It, it was creative. I mean, even the beginning of it, when uh, he started singing, and then... It, it, it turns into, looping. like, a theme song. It, it turned into a theme song. I mean, the whole thing about the story, about the girl next to it, you find out you find out with the actual dead guy that this dude is kind of crazy. And then you, you start to think that... Uh, spoiler alert. You start to think that, wait, maybe this whole thing that he was... That it was all in his mind, and we're all in his mind, just like this dead body. And you find out that no, this dead body was real. Everything that happened in uh, 
that deserted island was real. Every so, yeah, you know what? Fuck, put Swiss Army <laughs> Man back in there. Man. Put it back in there because wait, but I put it back where though? Is it better than Don't Breathe, or is it worse than Don't Breathe? It's better than Don't Breathe. But now there's War Dogs that needs to be on the list. Okay. We have War Dogs. We have uh, what are the other two movies? What other um, movies? That's pretty much it. It's War Dogs and Star Trek Beyond, which Anthony saw. I haven't seen Star Trek Beyond. And Star Trek Beyond got like phenomenal reviews. Really? Like it got really good reviews. Like people were like surprised. Yeah, yeah surprised. Like it was really good. It's a Justin Lin movie, <clears throat> man. Justin Lin. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So where would we put War Dogs? Do we have room for War Dogs or no? Well, that's the thing. We have our five. Okay. But we haven't figured out where we could put War Dogs. Okay. Um, What was the the bottom of the list? I think Popstar. I think I would take out Popstar and maybe put War Dogs. Yeah. I think. You agree? Yeah, I agree too. Okay. So War Dogs takes out. Because you know what? I think Popstar. You ever... um, I think Popstar was just funny to me because I already know, I already know the characters kind of shit. I already know about the Lonely Island Boys kind of shit. I already know how funny their uh, uh, SNL digital shorts are. So most of my laughs that I was doing in that movie was because previous laughs that I'd done before. So it was like, it's like when you see a, co- a comedian on stage, but you've already loved all the stuff that he's done before. Yeah. And when they're just saying like regular ass jokes, you're like, <laughs> but it's like, no, nah, I'm not laughing at that joke. I'm just laughing at who you were before. <laughs> I'm not laughing at what you're doing now. Yeah. And I think that's what the problem was with that movie. Like it was, just, it was a solid movie, but it wasn't that funny. I've seen funnier from them. Anthony, <laughs> you haven't seen any of these movies. <laughs> no, I've seen the nice guys. You seen nice guys? What'd you think about it? Did you think Star Trek Beyond was better than nice guys? I, 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 no, I, I had more fun watching Nice Guys because of what it was. It was like a comedy, uh, what do you call that? Like a buddy comedy? Yeah, like a buddy comedy and it's about two detectives. Yeah, I had more fun watching that than I did with Star Trek. Okay, I'm going to do something unconventional. I'm just going to bump Swiss Army Man, Don't Breathe down and just put star trek even though you and i haven't seen it but anthony has seen it and i did enjoy it can you vouch for it can you can you vouch for it can you vouch for it like oh you guys would would you predict that if me and pat saw it that we would enjoy it yes okay you would okay i mean i liked i liked the second one i like the first two yeah i enjoyed them i'm just uh i'm not a fan of reggaeton you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm sure there wasn't any reggaeton in the movie, but I think there was a, a little hint of reggaeton in there. There is. Do you think Tego Calderon plays an alien in the movie or something? There is a Beastie Boys in, in the movie. Oh yeah, because because yeah. it's in every movie. Yeah, but I mean reggaeton. It was probably like a beat. There was probably like a reggaeton beat in the in the Beastie Boys song. Probably that in there because it was just a Lin movie, so. <laughs> He's a fan of reggaeton and uh, what you call it, uh, the whole reggaeton artistry <laughs> of uh, Wheezy Yandel and uh, 
Tiago Calderon. Where about that? Well, that's all I said. So that means War Dogs gets bumped out. Yeah, you know what? I'm I'm not that hurt about that. I'm not that hurt about that. All right, so this is it. This is the top five best summer movies of 2016, according to We've Seen Tint. Number five is Don't Breathe. Wait, right? Yeah. Yeah. Number five is Don't Breathe. Mm -hmm. Number four, Swiss Army Man. Number three, Star Trek Beyond. Number two, The Nice Guys. And number one, Captain America. Yep. Congratulations, Marvel. You did it again. Made the list. Made the top. And I think uh, all those movies, you could probably... You can buy them or rent them. Yeah, Captain America just came out. Nice Guys, I think, has been out. Star Trek Beyond, I think, is out. Yeah, I gotta watch that movie. I gotta watch Star Trek. Yeah. <clears throat> I definitely gotta watch that movie. Um, what are we gonna do next week? Um... Well, we can. I'm not really sure. Well, we might. We could probably bring in the. Oh, I think we actually are going to see Snowden. We're going to see the advanced screening. Yeah. So we could talk about that. Uh huh. Um, and we're just going to start preparing for fall. Yeah. Fall TV for, and fall movies. Yeah, this is when all the TV shows come back on. Um, I've been watching a lot of uh, Amazon, and Amazon has some. Uh, some fall TV previews that you can vote on, which are The Tick, uh, a show about Jean-Claude Van Damme called Jean-Claude Van Damme, <laughs> and a show about a, about a girl, a, a lady who's, uh, who's, I think she's a director, and she, she moves down to Texas because her husband has a residency over there, and Kevin Bacon plays her... Someone, someone who she's infatuated with, and that TV show was called "I Love Dick," and the reason why it's called "I Love Dick" is because Kevin Bacon's name is supposed to be Dick or Richard, but he doesn't like to go by Richard. He likes to just go by Dick, and he rides a horse in modern day. <laughs> it's it's a weird show. It's a weird lineup that uh, uh, that uh, Amazon got going on right now. But the Tick looks awesome. Uh, the Jean Claude Van Damme show looks funny because uh he's supposed to be like himself but apparently he's supposed to be like some type of uh he was actually while he was acting he was actually like a like an agent so he used to fight crime for real okay so now he's trying to get back into it and his first thing that he tries to do in a tv sh- in the while he's trying to get back onto the field is he tries to do a split and he tries to psych himself out and try to do it and he couldn't and the dude just comes out with a baton and just hits him in the head, whoops his ass, and then he finally uh, breaks out of that whole thing. So those those three shows look pretty good. I've already casted my vote on which one I want. I want the tick. Um, but I mean, all those shows are pretty, pretty solid. Even the <laughs> I Love Dick show, which is a crazy ass title, because. You know, maybe it's just the guy in me, but I really don't like telling people that, <laughs> that I watch that show. I'm like, what show are you watching? Um, I'm watching this show about a <laughs> about a director who's uh, she's infatuated with a guy. Oh, what's the name of it? Oh, it's on Amazon. It's on Amazon. Well, let me tell you, tell me what it is so I can put it in my queue. 
I love Richard. I think that's the name of the show. It's not coming up. It's not coming up. Shit, I don't know, man. <laughs> just don't know. Just, just look for Kevin Bacon. <laughs> just look for Kevin Bacon. It's on there. You watching a show about Dick Pat? Is that what, what you watch? <laughs> oh man, but I digress, man. That's I don't know. Um, other than that, man, that's pretty much it. We'll come up with some ideas for for later shows. If you have any ideas, please let us know. Yeah. Post I know on our Facebook page. Later this month, we're probably going to do one on uh, the James Bond movie. Oh yeah, we. Um, we had a, a guest a couple episodes ago. He's been on the show a couple of times, and he is a hardcore James Bond fan. Yeah, uh, you know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I guess we're gonna do a James Bond episode. Yeah, of the top James Bond films. I have disappointingly enough did not see any of them except for the Pierce one of the Pierce Brosnan ones. I saw one. Oh. Yeah, because he did like three. I Goldeneye. I saw that one. I I actually liked it. Um, the other two that he did, The World Is Not Enough and Die Another Day. Yeah, not big fans. I I saw a clip. I think I saw a couple minutes of each, and it was really corny. I I like the Daniel Craig one, except the except for Quantum of Solace. I don't think that one. I didn't see that one. I didn't really like. I mean, um, but yeah, well, I guess I'll let Chris Kennedy. Yeah. Take over. Uh, we'll let him like kind of take over the podcast a little bit so he can uh, say which one is the top. Maybe we should do the yeah. same thing uh, like we did right now with top best five, five best, and we do the five worst. Okay, we could so. do that. I don't know. He might have some some cool ideas to do with the James <laughs> Bond movies. Um, and then we're also gonna start preparing for October. Yeah, which is gonna be a phenomenal month. We're gonna have a lot of fun. It's going to be nothing but horror movies. If you don't like horror movies, then go listen to another podcast. Yeah. Because that's all we're going to do. Mm-hmm. It's going to be solid. It's going to be a good It's going to be a good ass episode. Because we all... I mean, even if you're not really into horror movies, you know horror movies. You know people to be scared of. Dracula, Mummy, Frankenstein. Wolf the Wolfman. Wolf the Invisible the, Man. Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Black Hyde. Lagoon. The Creature from the Black, Black Lagoon. Lagoon. Then we have the... The 80s one, which is Jason, Michael Myers, uh, Freddy. Freddy, who am I missing? Pinhead from yeah, uh, Hellraiser. Hellraiser. Yeah, the 90s. Uh, are, you, um, little, uh, are You Afraid of the Dark? I was about to say. I Know What You Did Last Summer. Scream. Yeah. Uh, um, Candyman. Candyman. Yeah. So many. Yeah. There's so many different genres. Yeah. I mean, or I should say so many sub-genres. Yeah. Yeah, your vampire flicks. You got your mm-hmm. gory films. You got your slasher films. You got your suspenseful films like the Alfred Hitchcock uh, movies. Yeah. We're going to cover every sub-genre, period. So it's going to be, be fun. We're going to have some funny videos. We're going to do a Carve a Pumpkin tutorial. Yeah. Um, and uh, we'll probably do some like live commentary of some of these horror movies. Probably do some funny skits. I don't know. but. Yeah. This happens to be our, our favorite month, so this is when we go all yeah. out, and that's what we're going to do. Um, so thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this summer. We thought it was okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're into summer blockbusters and stuff like that, I mean, that's your cup of tea. Just write us and tell us. If you if you think our list was like just pure bullshit, just let us know that our <laughs> list is pure bullshit, and we'll defend this list that we just made. And you know what? Come up with your own list so then we could 
say your list is full of shit too. <laughs> Alright. It's only fair to do that. If you're gonna say our list is shit, your list is shit too. Out of two thousand sixteen, not just uh being for summer films, what do you think was the best film so far? Oh I really can't say. I'm not gonna say it yet. Up to, like uh, right, oh, now, right now, right now, right now, right now it's to, uh, December thirty first. I can't remember what I saw back, in, oh. like back in January. Wait, did the Deadpool? Mike, Mike gave us. Did Deadpool, Deadpool came yeah. on this February? Year? Okay, I like Deadpool. Re- yeah. Revenant came on January. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Are you sure? Yep. I thought it came on December. But it won the Oscars last year, though. It won Best Film last year. I mean, not Best Film, but Leonardo DiCaprio won Best Actor last year at the came Oscars. On, came on, look it up. January? Came on January. Jesus Christ. Because and I saw that Hateful film. Eight came out, too. But you know what? No, I mean, what am I talking about? Hateful Eight was Quentin Tarantino's worst movie. But Quentin Tarantino's worst movie is, like, most directors' best movie. You know what I mean? So... Hateful Eight. It was just too long. It says long. 2015 film. I need somebody oh, really? to edit that movie down. Please. <laughs> edit Hateful Eight down. Because Did you like uh, uh, any other Kill Bill films? It yeah. was it was it released was December 16, 2015. Wow, never mind. So maybe it was still in theaters when you saw it in January, but yeah, it came mind. out in December 2015. All I know is that he they got that movie mm-hmm. under the wire like just so he can win an Oscar kind of thing. Why does it say January 8th here? Where? United States. Really? It says here December 25th, United States on Wikipedia. I didn't see it. I know I saw it after Christmas, though. But then it says Christmas. I don't know. It says it came on Christmas Day. I don't get this. I don't get this. Yeah, I know I saw it after <clears throat> Christmas. It's probably between hey, that. We're still we're still digressing. <laughs> yeah, but we're digress. We, we're digressing from digressing. So uh, hope everybody had. But a, oh wait, I'm sorry. Go we're ahead. gonna digress even more. Okay. Um, we <laughs> are gonna do a best of 2016 yeah. at the end of the year. So yeah. most likely in December, around the time that Rogue One mm. comes out. And we're out. gonna get some people in here. We, it's probably gonna be just as hectic as. Um, oh, it's gonna be worse, man. We're gonna try to get everyone. Squad. Yeah. Here, every person. Keep in mind, every person, almost every person that we know, is either a film buff or actually works in the industry. Yeah. So this is going to be long and complicated. Yeah. And these conversations that we're having right now, just imagine this like tenfold. Because <laughs> every time we're watching a movie, there's always that one person who says the director's name is saying, you know, they like to throw out fucking big ass words saying, oh, the cinematography is stunning. They motherfucker spell stunning, dude. <laughs> Get out of here with that. That movie was trash. There's a whole bunch of trash talking when in uh, in our community, in our <laughs> community of friends about movies that people think are great because uh, eh, it's just the way we are. <laughs> but uh, stay tuned for future episodes. Um, next week's episode just gonna be just as lit as this. Whoa, just gonna be just <laughs> as lit as this one. Um, everybody have a good time. Because I think, yeah, we we have to be somewhere <laughs> at 8 o'clock because we, we have a shoot. Which is in five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> we have to be somewhere at 8 o'clock because we have a shoot to go to tonight that we're already an hour late to. <laughs> but they know. They know. But uh, everybody, uh, keep it tight. Keep it low.
listening to what Pat has coined as the end slate. This song that you're listening to is The Game Has Changed by Daft Punk from the same film, Tron Legacy. And uh, now that this podcast episode is over, uh, Pat would like to make some corrections on uh, something that he had said during the podcast. Yes, um, I made a mistake and said that uh, M. Night Shyamalan, that he... uh, (laughs) He wrote She's All That. Apparently, I looked up and uh, on HuffPost, they debunked this. And he did not rewrite. He didn't write uh, She's All That. What he did was he just did little fixes to it, like little fixes to the dialogue. Um, this is basically, uh, this is a common thing for ghostwriters to to do on scripts. Josh Whedon has done it. Uh, I'm throwing another uh, screenwriter's name in here. Don't know. Can't figure one out because uh, name escapes me. Oh, uh, what's that guy who did the community? What's that guy who did community? Um, Dan Harmon. Dan Harmon. He's done that. He's ghostwriter. Some, you know, just critiquing. I mean, everybody needs help, and that's what uh, M. Night Shyamalan did. And uh, apparently, he just took too much credit. He must have did a lot of rewriting on that shit. A lot, enough so you can actually say that you actually rewrote it. <laughs> but um, that's just—I'm sorry. No, I'm not sorry. I did it. It's done. <laughs> I think I've—I think I've arrived to the conclusion that we need to see more movies. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Especially around summertime, we just need to. I mean, wait. I like this part. Yeah, I really like that part in the song. <laughs> that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do need to see more movies. Uh, we could do that movie pass thing, but uh, Jesus Christ, maybe we should talk to Movie Pass and tell them that we we could do that for them. <laughs> and uh, we just got word that Will Smith actually contacted us and yeah. is uh, willing to be on our next podcast episode, and yeah. he's gonna explain to us how. Uh, what was it that he said? He told he he said he oh. was gonna. Explain how he was supposed to be in Independence Day Part Two. Yeah, but they cut uh, him out. They but cut, they they cut him out because uh, it was a conflict of interest, apparently. Conflict of interest, yeah. and I guess they weren't going to pay him as much as Suicide Squad paid him. Yeah, he needed more face time. Apparently, his face is not shown enough. Yeah, so uh, that's Hollywood, and we also got word of um, Ghostbusters sequel. Mm-hmm. But this time it's going to be with guys again yeah. to try to save the series. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to have the writer and director of the next Ghostbusters. And we're going to have a special guest, Michael Bay. Yeah. He's going to be on the podcast, too. And he's going to explain. Uh, he's going to give us a, a brief description of his next film. Uh, Transformers are too fast and furious. Yeah. And it's going to be a, basically uh, two worlds collide between Transformers and the Fast yeah, and Furious it's about franchise. Uh, it's going to be about like trannies. <laughs> Um, and uh, two fast women, <laughs> two uh, trannies that like to drag race. Yeah, and um, I think the the lead act uh, the lead actress is uh, Bruce Jenner. So we're really looking forward to this movie. 
Um, Bruce, I mean, you can give us a call too. We can get you on the hotline. Bruce or Caitlin? Caitlin, my bad. <laughs> Let me be progressive. Caitlin, we can get you on the hotline and uh, you can call us in, phone us in. Uh, I mean, we're not saying to actually give us the whole movie, but uh, just give us a little, just a little tip. Just a little. Hey, do you still have your tip, Bruce? <laughs> Caitlin, you, you want some of Caitlin's tip? No, nah, I'm okay. I'm okay. I want to see that mess. But uh, I mean, hey, but let me give some respect because that is a uh, that's an Olympic legend. Um, on the top of on the Wheaties box, I can't say that I've ever been on the Wheaties box before. So <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> what is this other song that's playing? That's the oh shit. We've gone on so long that it got to the next track on the soundtrack, which is this is Outlands from Daft Punk from the Tron Legacy soundtrack. Yes, because. Daft Punk did the whole soundtrack, this was, and this was the best part of Tron Legacy. Was yeah. the soundtrack? Yeah, no, but the cinematography on Tron was pretty dope. It was pretty dope. It was. What you got to say? Nothing to say, man. I don't know what to add to that. Sorry. And you know what? We still have a place to go to, and uh, we <laughs> we are, told them that we were on the way, and we're not. We're still here recording. Yeah, we're 18 minutes late, on top of being an hour late. So we're like a movie. We're like a watch a movie late. That's how. Late o'clock we are. <laughs> oh, this sound this sound sounds good. Oh. This is the perfect way to end it. And bye bye. Bye. <laughs>